0: Everyone, um, welcome to another episode of She Runs Trails. I am your host, Elements of Daisy. If you're new here, um, She Runs Trails is a uh, podcast for the to where I interview other females who run trails. The purpose of the podcast is to empower, inspire and educate other women who are interested in running trails, who are interested in challenging themselves in a new distance. It could be a 50K, 50 miler, 100K, 100 miler, 200 milers. We've had guests from all different um, levels of experience. Today's guest, we have Jennifer Lichter. She is a pro athlete for the North Face. She's also a coach. This year, she won Lake Sonoma Marathon. And then last, no, no, and then a couple months ago, she raced Broken Arrow. Not only did she win Broken Arrow, she got the course record for Broken Arrow. And then last month, she ran the Speedgoat 50K, which is a very, very challenging 50K, and got second place. Tell us, how did you get into trail running?
1: Um, so I got into trail running post-collegiate. Running. Um, so I graduated in 2019 and then um, kind of took some time off from really running in general because I was pretty burnt out after college. Um, and started, I moved to Montana, so I went to college in Toledo, Ohio. And then I moved to Montana um, basically that July um, and started um, just like backpacking and hiking in Glacier um, and just. Running was kind of put in the back burner because I was like, I think I'm done. Um, I've had my years um, and just, like, loved, loved hiking. And I thought that was, like, maybe my next um, way of expressing myself or finding joy through motion. Um, but then I signed up for a trail half um that fall um and it was put on by the local whitefish trail legacy partners um which is like they maintain trails um in whitefish montana and um signed up the night before because i was like heck why not you know um and uh ended up having such a fun time doing it and i met one of my best friends um uh, to this day actually at that Um, trail race because he won Um, and then I won for the female and so I was like okay so maybe I'm not done running because this is really fun and winning is fun like I'm not gonna lie it is fun Um, and I just love the atmosphere I I, trail running was very new to me I didn't think of it as something that people did for competitive reasons Um, and so I kind of dove into that Um, really I would say at the end of 2020, um, 2020 was more of, you know, I started, I started being a hiking guide that summer, um, and then started running the trails that I was hiking in the evenings, um, or my days off and, um, just, oh my gosh, I loved it so much. I was like, totally okay that there was no more competition. I was like, I could do this for the rest of my life and I'd be so happy. Um, and then I met my boyfriend, um, and he was doing 100 k's at that point so i would include him um at the beaverhead 100 in idaho and that was my first introduction to like the ultra stuff um and oh my gosh it was so fun like i wasn't even running i was just like spectating and i just i loved every single minute of it and um He had signed up for the RUT, which was canceled that year. Um, He was one of the races canceled. So the registration went over to next year. And then um, when he decided he was going to take that, um, you know, already registration for the following year, um, I decided that I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Why not? Um, And I was supposed to actually do the 28K, but I ended up sending myself out for the 50K because I was working and my boyfriend slept through the alarm to sign me up. And 50K was the only, like, spot available. So I just signed myself up for the 50K. Um, And, yeah, it turned out to be, like, a life-changing experience. Um, And, oh, my gosh, I loved every minute of it. It was – I've never raced something, A, for six hours, um, and B, where I just – I was racing, but also, like – the element of exploring along with it, the unknown. Um, and um, I, I don't know. It was just like, I, I just couldn't believe that something like this had been in my life and I just discovered it. Um, so it was really awesome to like be able to be part of that now. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of um, college runners don't really know about trail running um, in college. You know, they dream of being um, maybe pro, In the road or the trail or the marathon or the half marathon um but trail running doesn't really cross their mind um so i was really i was really lucky that it was introduced that early um and i've just heard in the trail running culture um that that's happening more often where like the younger population is starting to notice it more um versus you know way back then it was um geared towards more people who like had later discovered it after doing, I don't know, years of marathoning and years of just road racing and, um, you know, they're like, if only I'd known, um, so yeah, I would say that's how trail running came into my life. It was, um, I, w- I like to say it was like my saving grace because I just thought I was, I was done with running and then, um, trail running came and I just, it sparked a new type of love for it. So. I'm
0: curious to know, like, so you go from road running to running your first fifty K. You know, just now as a more experienced ultra runner, you real you know that a road you train different from a road run versus a trail run. Was there anything that really caught you off guard when you were running for your first ultra that you were like, Whoa, I was not expecting this or mistakes that you did that now you were like, Oh yeah, I would do I would not do that again or I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, One of them was trying to run everything, literally trying to run everything. So um, I think with um, track and cross country and road, um, people tend to think that trail running is like for slow people, you know? And um, I think for me, it was like when I got on trail, even if it was like 25, 30% grade hill, I'm like, well, I have to run that because if I don't, then like I'm weak. Um, so yeah, so basically learning to accept the fact that you can run everything, um, when you trail, not only train, but you run, um, in race. Um, another thing was just the time on the feet. That was insane. I went from, you know, in college, I was running long runs that lasted anywhere from about an hour and a half to two hours, two hours being like a big, big day. Um, to with ultra and trail running you go and do a 20 to 25 mile long run and you're out there for anywhere from four to six seven hours um so it was also like the the time on feet i had to get used to so like pacing pacing was really important um so yeah i would say those are like really two big ones i think um As far as like a mistake that I did, um, oh man. um, Gosh, I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, Pacing, I mean, I just talked about that, but pacing, um, I had no idea how to pace myself. I remember the first really big run I did. um, I did a traverse through Glacier National Park with my friends. And I was feeling good. I was like, I'm going to do this. So, you know, I'm like in front for like the first 15 miles of it. And this was like a 28, 29 mile day. Um, and I think at mile 22, I bonked so hard. Um, oh, which brings another point nutrition. Um, so I was used to not eating while I ran. So that was very interesting. Um, to like also introduce that, um, into like the whole training running, um, game. So I would say that those would be like the first few that, um, or like the most important in my case, um, which is like, just be patient, um, and just respect, respect what you're running at. Um, because every, the terrain changes so much and um, it's so easy to, like, think that you can do everything and be visible. And, like, um, so, yeah, I would say that that's a big key. So let's take it back.
0: You mentioned that the reason you stopped running was to, due to burnout uh, back in college. What do you mm-hmm. think led to the burnout for you?
1: Um, I think it was. So I think it was a mixture of um, expectations that I had that I didn't meet. Um, and also, you know, honestly, taking the sport too seriously, um, where instead of running, being part of who I was, it was everything that I was. Um, and so it became almost, um, an unhealthy, um, amount of obsession to be such a perfectionist with it that, um. It became more of a chore than something that I did to like bring joy to me. It became almost stressful. Um, and um, I think also sometimes when you're competing and like whether you're a D1, D2, D3, there is expectation sometimes that you feel that pressure um, that running in college in general is. Um, and sometimes you get sidetracked and instead of running for you, instead of running for like your own goals for yourself, you start running for other people in terms of like trying to please them. And sometimes that strips away um, some of that joy that running can bring to you because it's not about you at that point. It's about like, how do I present myself? And like, I want these people to like me. Um, So I think it's, it's the whole you have to remember to like, it's, it's like your thing, right? Everyone's running is different and is very personal and very individualistic and what you feel out there, like someone else may not be able to feel that. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I think it's, it's both like, I, I kind of got sidetracked. I stopped running for myself and I started running because I wanted people to like me and I wanted people to like, uh, see me as like worthy of, of being a good runner. Um, And then, you know, take, you know, being too, too strict in, in the fact that like, I just like, wouldn't go out with friends or like, you know, I wouldn't run with um, people who are slower than me because they would mess up my perfect run. Um, So um, I think those things mostly led to burnout. um, And it's funny because you like, you tend to blame other people you tend to blame the program you tend to blame the coaches but really at the n- end of the day like you got in your own way right and so um it's kind of realizing that and realizing okay my mindset and like the way I'm thinking about this whole thing needs to change
0: at, um, at what point did you realize like or what what was that moment where you were like that's it I'm not running anymore what was it that led to you like just dropping you know like nope no more road running for me
1: yeah. Um I think it was um so I, I had a very um kind of interesting college career. I had a really great freshman year um of college running um and I like I said earlier I just got really excited. And I got really almost like egotistic where I was like okay so like I'm the the freshman, right? I'm like people expect things of me and I think I put so much pressure on myself And like, it's funny because nobody ever said, hey, you gotta be this way. You have to run this way. It was all made up in my mind. And so um, the burnout, honestly, like it was my senior year and I really hadn't improved. So I went from like freshman year to like sophomore, hit a really low in sophomore year. And then just like did not improve and so by the senior year I was expecting okay maybe because I'm like older and wiser something will happen I will have the race the breakout year um and I just didn't and I remember I finished the last championship race and um my times hadn't gotten better and I just I think I was exhausted I think I was just like I've put so much work into this running thing and it really hasn't given me anything back which is silly to think, right? Running doesn't owe you anything. And um, I think I was just like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm done giving all this energy to this thing that like at the end of the day, it's really just like, I just feel really heartbroken. And I feel like what I'm putting in is not really equaling results. Um, and so I would say that's kinda of what led to burnout is just like the heartbreak and disappointment um after the last race. And I was like, well maybe it's time, maybe the universe is telling ta- t- telling me that it's time to try something new. Um, and so I just kinda I think it was really easy for me just like quote unquote hang on my shoes and be like, This is gonna be a new chapter. And so I just I literally moved across the country. Um and they found hiking and, now <laughs> and it's lo and to running. So yeah.
0: And, and how do you now be being, being a competitive athlete at the moment? And now, you know, you have North face, you're representing North face. I'm sure there's the point of view you where you're like, okay, I still have to take this seriously, but how do you approach now your training and your, you, yeah, like you're still taking your run seriously, but not to the point how you were
1: back in college. How, how is it different now? Um, so I've changed a few things um that I think have led to overall just like happiness and well being and like creating that balance of stress and rest. Um so um younger younger me would try to run hard all the time um because I believe that if you run hard you're gonna get faster. Um so no basically no slow days. And now I implement and I make sure that I'm taking my easy days really Um And I think that's led to more energy the next day for a big workout, better workout, better happiness, because you're really happy with the workout. Um, also, being okay with the fact that not every run is going to be perfect, um, that um, it's okay to have something come up bit run that's going to maybe disturb it um or implement like fun into your run so um i mean so like right now it's um peak huckleberry season in montana um and sometimes for like our our group runs we um we stop mid run and just eat huckleberries we stop and we pick huckleberries and we eat it and to you know college me would have been like why are we stopping this is going to mess up everything this is like we don't stop when we run right and but now it's like you're hanging out with friends doing the thing you love and also like enjoying where you're at like the scenery like the abundance of these like awesome little fruits um and so it's it's enjoying where you're at enjoying the moment and um just realizing that like one bad run one um not perfect run is not gonna make you make or break you basically um and honestly, it might be better for you because, you know, running running can be a, a, a long, like a longevity sport if you, like, nurture it. So you you have to um, basically respect its boundaries in a way um, and um, and know that sometimes, like, pressing on the gas is going to do more harm than, like, backing up a little bit. Um so, yeah, just, like, taking care of yourself, I think, it's really important, too. Um, so, yeah. I mean, running is, is a celebration, right? Um, it's a celebration of health, um, of movement, of, um, yeah, of just, like, being alive. Like, I know some runs can feel really terrible because it's a run, right? But there's some days where you're just like, man, that was so cool. That was awesome. Um, and so... I would say just realizing that like, it doesn't owe me anything and that really it's given me more. Um, and so I think that's changed.
0: Yeah. It's like, you're like, I don't have to run. I get to run. And mm-hmm. the days when you're injured or those days where you, you can't, your body's kind of like telling you to stop. You realize, yeah, you know, the times you do go for a run, you think about those times, like, no, no, no this is a gift. Like being able to run, not everyone can run. Um, there's I saw this group or this kind of company say so like running for those who can't, you know, there's not everyone mm-hmm. can run, not everyone has ability to run. So it's definitely a gift. Yeah. Um, how do you what or what do you do or use to know when you're running easy and when it's hard effort. So like, let's say someone who's getting into running, how do, will they know whether or not they're doing their runs, they're taking it easy, maybe they feel like they're taking it easy or not, or maybe they're not. But how what do you do to identify yeah. that?
1: Um, so it's funny, I call my um, super easy days, my no run feel days. So what I mean by that is I go for a run and when I finish, I feel like I didn't go out for a run. Um, so if I finish and I'm like and I'm like wheezing and just like, oh, that was really like, that was crazy. <laughs> like you probably didn't take it slow enough. Um, also like if you're able to hold a conversation Even if, like, even if you're by yourself, sometimes, like, I talk out to myself. It's, like, my time to think sometimes. And um, if I'm, like, having to, like, wheeze and just, like, you know, one word kind of things, like, I'm probably going too fast. Um, If you have, like, a heart, if you're, like, if you have, like, a heart rate rate monitor, that can help, too. Um, Just because, um, you know, easy runs tend to be at least for me like 130 140 um and so I mean if you're more advanced um heart rate is also good but sometimes like if you've been running long enough you can kind of know through body like how you feel um but I think for beginners it's it's um I would say the goal is to finish a run feeling like you didn't run at all that day um and that's how you know your body's like primed for recovery um yeah is there anything
0: that you learned from your road running experience that has really helped you with your trail running and ultra running I know usually it's very different but is there anything that was kind of like hey I'm really happy I learned this in my road running I'm applying it to my trail running it's really helping with my training
1: um that's a good question so it's funny because I I still do a lot of road running and a lot of, um, like track work. So running speed flat hasn't really changed as I switched to trail running. I honestly believe that they implement and help each other out. Um, so, you know, like running up, running up a mountain to me is the same thing as like sprinting an all up 200. Um, And so the, the feel of that, like the, just the threshold of that, like to me is the same. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't think that really, I don't think I really like, I'd say learned anything. I think I just like, it's been more helpful, um, getting on trail. Um, so if you're a trail runner, I really highly recommend doing speed still. Um, it's going to help more than you think. Um, but I don't know. I think the road racing experience is so different than, than trail running. It really is. Um, but I mean, the grit is there. The grit's the same. Um, the fans are the same. They're phenomenal. Um, yeah, I don't think I have really too much to add to that is there anything
0: from um wait actually for you are you do you are you just doing solely trails or do there's any thought of you like doing some road races like a fast half marathon mm-hmm. 5k 10k um or is it you are you solely focusing on trails even though you're still practicing on the road
1: so i actually still do a bit of um road racing okay. so i did um uh, just because I, I still love it. So, um, it's funny when I just, when I went back to, um, running in general and like, um, found the joy in trails, I, there were days where I'm like too tired to climb. And so I would, you know, then go back and do road stuff. And, um, and I think honestly the whole half and half and like splitting it between like a trail rate and a road, a road day, like, helped tremendously with that, um, because he helped change every day. Um, so yeah, so last fall, actually, I debuted in my marathon, um, the CIM, California International Marathon. So I debuted that, um, cause I've always wanted to do one. Um, and I mean, literally lived up to like everything I had dreamed of, A <laughs> marathon being, um, awesome, painful, and just, just mean, a ride, um, So, um, and then I did Bloomsday. Bloomsday is one of the biggest um, non-marathon, half-marathon trail, not trail, road race. um, One of the biggest in the country. I think it's a 12K um, in Spokane, Washington. So I did that this spring. Um, And then I'm not doing any more road racing um, this year because of just my racing schedule. But I plan to do a spring marathon. Um, not sure which one yet, but I do I do still do both because I like I said earlier, I really think that they help each other out and I also gain a lot of confidence from doing um, from doing both. Do you do you schedule
0: yeah. it in a way where it, it will kind of align with your training since marathon training is different than like a mountain, especially for you, you're doing these sky mountain runs, which a lot more of mm-hmm. an elevation. Do you strategically put them in a certain way where you'll do like a marathon first, your road run, and then a trail,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the trail and then a road?
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I try to do road racing either in the in the fall, so like late fall though. So um, like November, December, like October, November, December, um, because the majority of trail races are done at that point. Um, and then... And then in the early spring, um, or late spring, so April or May, those are like my road, um, more road racing like seasons. Um, And then summer is dedicated to um, trail racing. So the reason being is um, I live in Montana, so we get a lot of snow in the winter, um, especially up high in the, you know, the mountains and the peaks. So it's really hard for me to get good vert um and good just like trail training in general um and but i can still run roads so i focus um when because the trails are not available then i focus on road and then i do a road race and then come summer when all the trails have melted out the peaks are i can summit peaks i can um connect different loops um then I focus on trail running and then when trail running season is ending and there's really no more trail races by October. um, Then I go and do um, another either marathon or whatever near the end. It's kind
0: of like you focus half of the year, focusing on your speed and then the other half focusing on the endurance on the vert and time on your feet. Um, So let's talk about broken arrow. So not only did you win the race, but you, you, beat the course record and it was it was you guys got like snow or rain or it it was it was a crazy it was a crazy year Mm -hmm. how did you train for a race like broken arrow and like
1: kind of what was your experience with it yeah so i i actually uh trained in mammoth lakes california um because yeah we had this crazy rain season here in montana Um, and I don't know if you guys heard of all the flooding that even went down by Yellowstone. Uh, I think they had a show. It was Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, flooded so bad. It was taking out houses, taking out bridges. Like, it was crazy. Like, um, so my boyfriend and I decided to leave that because I knew I had a very important race coming up and, um, and we drove to Mammoth Lakes and, um, I trained there basically for, uh, four weeks. And, um, I, you know, I met a couple friends there that, um, are also professional runners and, um, yeah, it was so fun, like getting to experience an entire new area, new trails. Like it just gave such an exciting element to that training block. Um, instead of like, Oh man, I'm going to have to go do my normal six mile loop or like my normal 10 mile loop. Like it was like, I don't know what I'm going to see today, but this is going to be so cool. Um, so I think, yeah, so I trained for Broken Arrow, um, over there and then, um, it was great because their base altitude, I think is at about 8,000 and then you can get up to about 11,000. Um, so it's great altitude training. um, and I knew Broken Arrow was at altitude. Um, and I think for me that helps. Montana's at about 3,000. So not quite where you get the benefits. I think, I'm not really sure, but I wanna say it's between like five, uh, I, I don't even wanna guess, but I, I know it's a little higher, not by much. Um, so if you like do a race, like you your time won't get converted, even though you still feel a little terrible. It's like that sweet spot of, like, you kind of feel like altitude, but you, like, don't get the benefits. It's weird. Um, (laughs) But when I go down to sea level, even after living here, like, I do feel a difference, even even though I'm, like, at 3,000. But, um, so, yeah, so that was really cool. And um, Broken Arrow itself was, oh, my gosh, what a year. Um, That was – I was so excited. I was so excited to race. Um, And I knew I was – I was also racing with my teammates. So that was also fun to like have that element of like, we're a team. Right. And I, I just love that because like you're running for yourself, but you're also running for like this team and this brand. And that was like also really cool. Um, so yeah, I remember on the second loop, it started like snowing. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, well, you can't really do anything about it. So you're just going to have to continue running. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I brought up, i fun little story to tell, I guess, um, but, oh my gosh, yeah, that was like crazy. Um, I definitely would go back for sure.
0: Were yeah. you in the whole race or was there any point where you did take first place and you're just like, or did you know, did you even know that, like how was the race, did you slowly go up to first place or were you just kind of leading from the get-go? So
1: um, it was so funny. So I was so excited to race that when the gong w- or gun went off, I, I just like did my thing. I, I got out. I knew that was going to be single track right away. And I did not want to get stuck behind, um, mm-hmm. people who maybe were going a little slower than me. And so I went out at a pace where I'm like, okay, I think this is a good good place to be. And if I have to pass people, if people have to pass me, it's not as like congested. Um, so yeah, I I would say about um, a mile and a half in. Um, I looked back and I was like, of course running and like try not to trip, but I was like, man, I haven't seen, I don't see a girl or a female. Um, and um, I didn't think that there was someone in front of me um, because I, I hadn't seen another female. And I actually, I didn't know until like the first aid station. Where people were like, "Yeah, for first, first female, first female." Um, so then, when I, that's when I knew. Um, but th- like throughout the entire race, I had no idea where Brittany was. Mm-hmm. So Brittany is my teammate to finish second, um, and then Georgia. Apparently, they were like pretty close to each other, but I had no idea how far behind me they were. I just like the first loop. I just went like, just do my thing. Race. Have your own race. Um, cause I don't really like to race based on what other people are doing. I like to just like do what feels good for me that day. Um, and, um, then on the second loop, I, because I hadn't seen a female, like when you summit, you can kind of go back and see for a bit down. Um, I didn't see another female. So I think going into the second loop, I, I kind of like had this more of like, I think you can relax a little bit. So like, don't, I was like, you don't have to dig yourself into this hole of fatigue right now. Um, and so basically guys like, you don't have to run yourself into the ground. If you see a lady behind you, then like you have energy to pick it up. So I was also like strategizing, like, h- like doing, like, how am I doing? How am I feeling? How are my legs? Um, and yeah, that was like, Finishing, I was like so fun. I mean, we got we get really lucky with the downhill to finish. Um so yeah, I would say that's kind of like I had no idea and then um yeah. And then I just like kept it, which is awesome.
0: And when they so, told you or then they announced that you had the course record, were you surprised?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. So it's funny because um first of all I don't like I did a podcast with a with another guy, single track. And, um, I, I told him, I was like, I don't really go for course records. Um, unless like I've been to the course before. Um, so the reason being, um, I didn't know time checks, time marks. Are you like at what time are you supposed to be at this a station? Uh, Like, I had no idea I'd never done the race I go through an A station and look at my time and I'm like I don't know if that's like ahead or behind the course record because I've never done this before um and so to me like honestly I think that's the best way to do it is to race your race and if it happens to break the course record that's like awesome at the same time um so I would say, I mean, I went into the same mindset going for Speed Goat. Like I, I knew the course record and, um, but it wasn't this thing where I was like, I'm going to chase it down. For me, it was like, I'm going to race people. That's my goal, to race people. And um, if I feel good and I just happen to like be running fast enough to break it, that's awesome. Um. So, and sometimes like you don't, Like, I don't know that I'm running on course record pace. And um, honestly, it's probably good because I don't know if I would freak out or, like, be more, like, fumbly. I have no idea. Um, But, I mean, I'm doing the Rut 50K this year again. Mm -hmm. um, And now that I've done the course, and I I think I was, like, 50 seconds away from breaking it um, last year. Yeah. So it's one of the races where I'm, like, I'm going to. I'm going to, like, run fast because I think I can break it. Obviously, like, you never know what happens. Like, with Spiegel, n- I didn't want to take a wrong turn. Like, Let's nobody stop. wants to do that. Around. And Spigo. like What happened at
0: Spiegel? Yeah, and,
1: like, for the ride, it's like, it'd be awesome. I think I'm fit enough to break it. But, like, on race day, you're going to get things that maybe, like, are not going to go your way. And, like, you just have to realize and like and that's why I don't like to set that goal is because like anything can happen like you can finish first and not break the record and still like have gone through some stuff during the race so for me I think races are important in like you race right um if you wanted to run fast the course like you can do that anytime on yourself and just go hard but I think what makes racing so special is like you're with other people who are going to like pull the best out of you. So, yeah, let's talk, I was let's so talk, shocked.
0: Yeah. Let's talk Let's talk about Speedgoat. So what, what happened at Speedgoat? Uh, walk us through that, through that race. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or right, tell us a little we bit we were, about Speedgoat, for those that don't know the, the Speedgoat 50K.
1: Yeah. So the Speedgoat is, um, it's, so it's put on by UTMB this year. Um, it's, um, placed, um, in the, oh my gosh, I'm going to totally botch this name. It starts with a W, like the Wasatch, Wasatch Was- Mountains. Yeah. yeah. Um, in Cottonwood Canyon in over kind of like by Salt Lake City, um, Utah. Um, and yeah, it's a 50 K, it's a, it's a I think this year I had about like 10,500 feet of gain. That's what I've been told. Um, so, um, it's a lot of vert. Um, and yeah, you just kind of like meander through, through the mountains. Um, and the top three in each event or say just the 50 K, I don't remember, um, get a ticket to OCC. Maybe it was just the 50 K. Um, So I would say it's a pretty similar run to the rut. It's more technical, more hilly than, um, broken arrow. Um, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I was really excited. I think my goal going into it was, um, I wanted to go to OCC. I wanted a ticket to go to OCC and, um, I knew I was fit. Like, of course I went into the race. Like, I think I can win it. Like, who? Of course, right. I'm not going to like joke myself and like, I was like, I'm great enough. I think I can win it. Um, if I set the course record, that's great. If I don't like whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, so I would say, um, I led from the start. Um, and uh, at about 15 miles in, there was an intersection. Um, and I was running with these two other guys. Um, and, in the intersection, um, read Miller Creek in and then Miller Creek out. Um, and I, in my head, I was like, I think Miller Creek is like a, an aid station. Um, and I had plenty of water. I had plenty of nutrition. It was like an in and out. And then you got back on course through Miller Creek out. Um, and you know, me along with the other two guys were like, I think, like we're good right like we're good and everyone was like yeah so we just kept running on the course Miller Creek out um we got about I checked my watch and I was about mile 17 um and we were going up Miller Hill which if I remember correctly the Strava segment is like three miles and like 2,000 some feet of vert um so we got about like two miles, maybe a mile and a half, two miles up. And, um, this other guy catches up to us. And I think he was a little confused as to how we got ahead of him. So he'd been running in front of us and, um, he was like, did you guys check in to the aid station? And we both, we all stopped. The three of us stopped. And, um, we're like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, that a station, like it's mandatory. If you don't, ch- if you don't go back and check in, like you're going to get disqualified. Carl's very strict. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, if you could have seen my face, he was like, I, my blood drained from my face. And I was like, what do you mean? I have to go back down this that I, I think I was doing like 13, 14 minute miles. And that was like me like trying Um, and I was like, you mean I have to go all the way back to that intersection? And then apparently it was like a half mile in, half mile out. The guy I think misunderstood. He's like, yeah, it's a mile in, it's a mile out. It's like two miles of the course. So in my head, I'm like, I have to go back three miles and then come back up three miles. I was like, I mean, I was devastated. I was like, I just can't believe I just messed this race up. Um, and I... I don't know what took over me, but I just like sprinted down that hill. Like I was possessed. Um, And I lost the two other guys and I got to the A station and I was like, of course I'm like crying and I'm just like, I can't believe like this happened. Um, And I got to the A station and I like chugged some Gatorade or whatever had it. And I was just like, I, I think I want a DNF. Like I totally just lost this race. Um, and the lady there, she was really sweet. And I'm really happy that she was like there to tell me straight up, you cannot DNF here. It's in the rule book. You cannot DNF here. <laughs> and of course I'm like, well, what if I want to quit? Like right now? Like I want to quit right now. And she's like, you cannot do that. You have to go out to the, to the other aid station. <laughs> so then Hillary Allen um, comes like she'd been there, she was on her way out and she like stopped and talked to me and she was trying to like, it's like, Hey, it's okay. Like I blew up, like, had, a, like, I did really great yesterday. And that just, my legs are really tired. And she's like, how about you just like run with me? Like, or like, if you want to do enough, like I'll help, uh, help you hike out. And, um, I was throwing myself a pity party and, um, and then she's just like, I think she just like, wasn't having any of it. She's like continued walking. Um, and then I, I just like sucked it up and I was like, all right. And I just like started running and I just booked it. Um, and I, I caught up some people at that point. I really don't know what place I'd been. Um, I assuming 14th place, that's my assumption. So I caught, some girls. And then at the eighth station, um, that I could DNF, um, I like go up there and I'm like, out of curiosity, like out of the girls, like what place am I? Because the thing is like, on the way back when I realized that I made a mistake, I passed second place. I passed third place. I passed fourth place. And I just like, at some point I stopped counting cause I was like so upset. Um, And I think that's honestly what made it worse. It's like seeing these girls see you go back down. Um, I mean, if I were Addie, I'd be like, yes, you know. Um, So, yeah, it was really hard. But um, I get there to the second aid station and she's like, I think you're 14. And um, but then later we tracked in. I had checked in and it was like 11th place. So I think I was fourteenth at the first one when I went back. And then when I gamed up, I was 11th. Um, And um, I was like, can I, can I like quit the race here? And she's like, well, how about you have a seat, drink some water. And I was like, it's just like, you should at least go to the tunnel. The tunnel is really cool. Um, And I was like, So I like chug up big water and I was like, fine. So then I start running again. Um, And I get to the tunnel and I see my boyfriend. He had like a new vest for me. And I think at that point I was, um, my mind had switched to stop being like, stop playing the victim. Like this was something that could have been fixed. Like if you would have just like, you know, paid more attention to the rules or the course. um, And, I I switched to this thing of, like, you're healthy, you're fit, like, there's no reason for you to quit. Um, You're not injured. Like, all these other people behind you are doing this race as well. And they're doing it, and just, like, finishing itself is really, like, awesome. And so for me, switched to, like, you know what? Like, you're right. Like, this is, like, it shouldn't be all about a great performance. It could be just about the fact that my body could do this thing um and so I see my boyfriend and I like he was confused he was like I don't know what happened to you I was in the dark for like two hours like I just kept seeing your name drop and I was like oh no I hope she didn't injure herself Mm -hmm. and um I see him and I was like I I messed up I took a wrong turn and um I just like got the vest and I just continued running like the whole quitting thing was out of my mind. I just like, I was like, I think at this point I just want to finish the race. Um, and um, then I caught up to one of my teammates um, and she she like slapped my bun. She's like, fourth and fifth, are right in front of you, go get them. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. And so um, I think at that point I was like, okay, let's see what we can do. Um, So it was weird. It's like switch from pity to like anger to like gratitude to like, oh, it's now it's time to compete. Like, this is what I want out of racing. I want to like, like the best out of me to come out. Um, And so I over like, gosh, Hayden Peak, I think it was like six miles to go or something. Um, um, I saw my boyfriend again. He was like, you're three minutes away from third. And I was like, this is insane. Um, I was like, I, I was like, I, I like became like joyful again. I'm like, dude, I'm doing it. Like, I'm like discovering this new limits that I always like wanted to discover. And, um, I ended up catching second, um, and third. Um, and yeah, I finished the race and I was like, wow, like what an experience. And part of me was like, so, so grateful that I could not like, at that a station because I was like I mean I was so upset and emotional that like like I I, like didn't care that um to some people like it shouldn't matter I was just like I had this goal and this goal was like literally swept from under me and um yeah I I finished the race and honestly like I was so happy to finish second I mean I I was like I've never been so happy to podium in my life like I worked my butt off for that spot and um I think I just became a better athlete honestly I I realized that like I I could change my mindset um and I realized that like things can go wrong and you're going to be okay um and I just like I think I realized the power of like never giving up um which you know it's one of those things that people say all the time in running um or really in any competitive sport but until you're like challenged to like do that um then you really just get to experience like your body and your mind can do awesome things if you like put your heart into it um and yeah I mean I think out of like a lot of the races or maybe all of the races I've done, that's been like my most proud moment. It's like like I was so close to quitting and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? How about we just like shift the mindset and just like see what you can do. Um and yeah, that was that was what Speedgo was this year. It was <laughs> I mean honestly like at this point I'm like, dude, it is a story. And I am a better athlete for it. And, um, everyone that like did that race, the badass. that's a hard race. I mean, that is seriously a hard race. Um, so I mean, seriously, like if I'm just like, so grateful that the running community is the running community. Um, because nobody cares if you're first or last, like everyone's just like cheering you on and, um, all the people this time you go back they're like it's okay like you're still kicking to you know they're like I don't care like you're still doing it like awesome you know so yeah imagine if we if like what like and this is
0: what I, I sometimes think about is when you don't go after something a goal or a dream right and there's the saying Like imagine yourself in your in your deathbed and looking back of everything you could have done if you would have allowed yourself to get discomfort. Like that yeah. feeling of regret, like that is gonna hurt, right? In this case, you allowed yourself to go discomfort. But let's say, like hypothetically, we would record this. You know, this would have happened and you would have been able to see a, a, a movie out of it. Like, oh look, if you would have quit, let's say you would have quit and you would have DNF'd. And later on, someone shows you a video, like, look, you would have gotten second place if you would have finished. Yeah. Imagine that feeling of hurt. Like, you will feel a hundred times worse knowing that you could have come back and get a second place. And, you know, thankfully, you didn't allow yourself to quit. But I feel like a lot of us, we allow ourselves to hold back because of the anger, discomfort, the fear, the what-ifs, the, the disappointment of the moment and not allowing ourselves to take that, you know, that, that, you know, what, let me just see what happens. And I think, yeah, I think someone, those that are listening to the podcast, what I really want them to take out of this is like, give yourself that second chance. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's yeah. just switching that. Yeah. Mindset, looking at things differently. You could say, you know what, at least I'm not injured. You know, at least I didn't break a leg, or at least I didn't do, you know, you, you could still run. So it's like just changing that story. And it seems like, like, I could just visualize what you're talking about. The moment you switched that mindset, I bet you were running faster. You were more energized. You were yeah. excited. You were I mean, more fun. I,
1: I still have no idea. Like, I, I still don't know, understand, like, how I was able to do that. Like, I, and like you said, like, trust me, I played many times in my, in my mind afterwards. Like, I can't believe I almost quit. I was like dude, I would have been so mad. And like, it's funny because like deep down, I knew that I knew that I'd be more upset whether I got second or not. I'd be more upset that, that I had quit because I'm just like so stubborn that I'm like, ah, like, I want to see the course. I know it's going to get more epic. And, um, yeah, I mean, seriously, it's like, I like, you just, I think it's so good to be challenged. I I really do. And like, I think I, part of me was like, I kind of, it was weird. The universe was like challenging me in little bits, even before the race, like two days before I was like on a shakeout with, um, my friend Nicolino and, um, I rolled my ankle pretty bad. And to the point where I was like, I think I need to like sit down and stop. And like, I was like almost in tears. And he was like, you just need to keep running. Like if you don't run, you're going to blow it up. um and um kept, you know i just like I, I was like okay like uh i don't think you understand like this hurts so bad um and then the next day i was like you know what like it's sore but it's like okay and i'm like come race day all the all the vibe the energy of like racing is like you're not going to feel it um and so i was like okay next day we're doing our shake out on flat road we're not going to mess with the rock like until like race day I'm turning a corner and I roll it again on like a pothole and I'm like are you kidding me right now it was like uh and then that afternoon like we're chilling in this park like under the shade and then I just get randomly stung by a wasp and I'm just like Nicolino and I start laughing and like my boyfriend's like what the heck and I was just like I think I just need to get to race the race start like at this point so you know part of me is like I wonder if like the universe is like setting me up for something. And then, um, and then, you know, the whole race happens and like, I forgot to tell you this, but, um, I remember like, as I'm like trying to catch these girls and, um, at one point I just like, remember like laughing out loud and being like, bring it on <laughs> just like staring up, just like, bring it on. <laughs> so yeah. it like, yeah, it's been, now that I think about it, that experience like just brings a lot of like joy.
0: So and, and later on maybe it <laughs> doesn't make sense right now today but watching a future you're running a hundred miler race and you're being in the same scenario this experience i really believe it's going to help you if, when when you're ever in the same if you ever hopefully not but if you're ever in a similar situation where you do want a dnf or you feel like this is it remind yourself of like no i remember what happened at speed goat and use this yeah. as strength to like nope i'm not gonna give up like the it's not over until it's over. So it's kind of like, I'm not going to do yeah. it. So are you going to UTM team i here or because you get,
1: you got your ticket because you got second place, <coughs> or is it next yeah, year? Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm going to do it next year. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I accepted for next year just because I think it would be way too much this year. And I'm just like, not, I don't know how to do with travel. So I'm not, not ready. I'm not ready to like do that all in one bam. And, um, so this year I'm really focusing really more on worlds. Um, okay. and that's in-, in November. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's going to be my first ADK and I was like, okay, this is another positive we gained from that experience. I was freaked out. Um, super freaked out about running ADK. Cause I was like, maybe it's too soon. Like 20 more miles. It seems like a lot. And, um, after what happened at Speedgoat and I ran extra. I finished and I was still, you know, I, w- I raced hard and I was tired, but I, I was like, I think if I had the mindset of like, I have another 15, 17 to go, like I can do that. Um, so I remember I finished the um, finished the race and I remember looking up at my coach and being like, well, I think I can do an 80K now. Um, so that's another thing It's like now I get, now I feel like I'm ready to like take on an 80K. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to focus on that um, and then save save UTMB for next year.
0: And for those that do not know what the world's championship is, can you just explain a little bit of what, what you're doing in November?
1: Yeah, so I am going to um, Thailand, um, and I've never been there, but heard it's gorgeous. Um, and basically – Five people um, get selected for each event from the US and I think around the world too. Um, and there's going to be like a 11K, I think, something shorter, a VK, um, a 40K, and an 80K. Um, and um, basically, like people from all over the world come in and race like the best. So that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go and represent the US Yay. with my team uh Brittany and whoever else gets selected
0: is it is it a track or is it a a
1: cor- is it a course and actually it's, it's a mountain it's a mountain run so um I don't know the specifics but I know it's like a lot of vert
0: and how? like
1: 13, 13 14,
0: feet of vert oh wow so it's it's a lot of climbing and you seem to gravitate yeah. those mountain race like those sky races mountain races you seem mm-hmm. to and you're doing great at it enjoying I, those
1: i mean i I, w- I always say that my strength is in climbing um i i can go pretty hard um on a climb so the vertier the better um
0: how how I had a <coughs> question here i um what are, so being a competitive athlete, training so hard, you know, your heart is into this, into running. How, how, um, oh my God. Oh, what are the type of sacrifices that you have to make or have had to make in order to really like essentially take, and that, you know, we talked about taking running seriously, but really like, you know, prioritize your running, not just winging your training, kind of like, you know, you, you run with the coach, you have a plan, but, what are some sacrifices that you kind of have had to make to, to be where you are today?
1: Um, Oh man. I think it's just like, you have to say no quite a bit. Um, in terms of like, you have to pick and choose where your energy goes. Um, because like rest is so important. Um, when it comes to training, especially training at a high level. Um, and, I mean, there's moments where like, I'll do, um, like, for example, I went to the, my family reunion <coughs> in Steamboat, like, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> let me get some water. No, problem. <laughs> um, like three weeks ago and, um, like I did a 20 mile run with like over 6,000 feet of bird. I was so tired, and I'm at this family reunion. And like, my family wants to go hiking, they want to go like, do like, um, steamboat, like, in town activities, and then go to like, uh, not spas, but like hot springs. And, um, I remember like, I went running, and then my family wanted to go, um, do like this water rafting tube down the, this, that I think, yeah. Yakima River or something and, um, and then wanted to go and experience the hot springs and um, I did the tubing and then afterwards I was like I think I'm just gonna have to pass on, the, on like going to the hot springs because like I'm about to fall asleep right here um, and so it's like sometimes you have to be like you have to know where your limit is and like there's so I mean there's so many fun things that like you can do in life and um and sometimes like it's okay to say no and like you have to find the boundaries of like what can I give of my body on a daily um so that I just like don't overdo it um so it's it's I mean there's especially with like if you have friends who are not maybe as competitive um they're gonna want to do more things right stay out go to a party like go to a concert like and sometimes like I've had to say no to that even though I know I'm going to have such a good time. And, um, (laughs) I would say it's just like, just like that. It's just like missing on like some really cool, um, I don't know, like awesome backcountry stuff, like backpacking. Like I've had to say no to backpacking just because I'm like, well, then I can't run for three days. And, um, right now I'm like my peak training week or something like that. Um, but, you know, like, I feel like if you have the friends that know you, who you are, what your priorities are, um, they are so understanding and they'll find alternate ways to, like, hang out and have fun, but also, like, you get the recovery. Um, so I would say, as far as sacrificing, like, there's to an extent, but not to the point where you're, like, isolating yourself. Um, so... I mean, it's literally all about trial and error, like finding that balance of like training and life and friends um so i mean i've I've had a lot of years of experience, thank goodness um as you know, I've been running since seventh grade, so twelve thirteen years old um and i'm now twenty six so um I think it's just like maybe not this day, but how about tomorrow? you know just like finding that. But um, most of the people that are really close to you and like know the demands um, are very understanding, and they'll and they'll like be easy to like. Okay, we can plan for another day. You're really tired. Had a you had a big day today or something. So. And Lynn, so you've been
0: running for so many years, and now you're a coach. Tell us a little bit about about your coaching services. Um, kind of what who type of runners you coach.
1: Um. So yeah. So I. It's so funny. So I've always dreamed of of coaching people. Like it's been. Oh man. I think. I remember being in college and being like, I wanna, I wanna do this someday. You know, like I wanna coach these college runners. And um, it wasn't until last year where I was like, I think I wanna like do this. And I think it's because, um, I found myself in a position where. I felt mentally and physically healthy where I, I could, you know, the whole like take care of yourself before you take care of others because if you take care of others without taking yourself, it's not going to work, right? So I wanted to be the best version of Jen, of Jen and then Jen the runner as I could before I dove into helping other people. And so I went through a company called Uesca um, which I don't, I'm again gonna bosh this name, but it's like endurance, it's basically an endurance running academy association. Mm-hmm. USCA, um, if you search USCA, you would see that. Um, but, um, and they have um, basically a running certification, and it's very like science based. So um, you dive deep into the subjects like muscular system, nervous system, running economy, uh, biobetch benchmarks nutrition strength training strength exercises like all the things pacing um periodization like the training um and you know i have a lot of experience in running but i also know that the way i was trained and the way i grew up is not necessarily going to work for everyone and i i believe that to an extent experience is good um but also like to dive into the scientific part of it is also really important because you're going to have people that if you do something like maybe that you've read or like you have done in your past, it's not going to work for them. So it's like, I took it because I wanted to get an understand an understanding of like the human body in general. And um, I wanted to be able to like look at a person. They tell me they're running history and I'm like, okay, so like, I think I know what to do because this is what your body's going to go through through the first stages. Um, and um, so I think it gave me more confidence in also like coaching. Um, and um, yeah, <laughs> I coach, I mean, I coach like all levels. Um, beginners seem to, you know, and I, it's funny, before I took this certification, I had friends who come up to me and ask me questions about running and I would just like geek out over it. Just like they wanted maybe like a two minute advice and I would go on for like 10 minutes. I'm a blabbler <laughs> if you can't, you know. Um, but yeah, and I was like, you know what? Like, I love this so much, I, I could help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to do this certification and um, yeah, it was awesome. It was like, I felt like I went back to college, honestly. Um, but, um, I think it was like really good for me, like to understand the sport from like a different point of view. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I think that's like, if anyone wants me to coach them, like just reach out, like my, the link is in my bio on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Even if you like don't want to be coached and you have a few questions, like ask me anything, like. I'm not I'm not weird in terms of, like, oh, you have to go through my, you know, have to go through my link first. Like, I'm not going to be like that. So, yeah. Proof, she's here with me. She said yes
0: to join the interview. <laughs> I did, like reached out to Jennifer, like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Um, I, know <laughs> I know we're t- towards the end of the podcast, but I, I do want to ask, what's a common mistake you see a lot of runners do um, when you're training them? Kind of like you see they're not doing enough of. That you want to mm-hmm. hear as a coach perspective. What do you feel like more runners should do to avoid injuries or to avoid? You know, usually injuries is what most runners go. Coaches like, hey, I, I'm trying to avoid injuries. What do you think? It's like the common
1: mistake a lot of runners are doing. Um, definitely taking the taking not taking the time to um, decompress after run and roll and stretch and do core um, and band work. I think, I don't know. I used to be that way where I went for a run, came back, and I'm like, I'm going about my day. And I got injured. I got injured doing that. And so I think it's like doing the little things. Um, And another mistake I would say is they get too excited, um, which I totally understand. Um, They get too excited. They want to do more. So I remember um, the first person I ever coached, a really good friend of mine, but she always wanted to do more. And I'm like, and then she ended up having like this hip thing. And I was like, this is why you don't do more. <laughs> like, you know, your tendons, you're, it's, they're not ready. You literally just started. And it's like, you may feel fit, like you can have like the fittest person come up to you and be like, I want to, I have never run in my life, but I want to go run now. But if their insides their their tendons, everything has not used to that impact. Like, they're going to, it's going to catch up to them versus like me, for example, I've been running since I was 12 years old. Um, my body has gotten used to that. In fact, the stress of running, but if you're new, like your insides are not going to feel the same way that you feel on the outside. Um, and so it's, yeah, I think people just get really excited. They feel really good. And, um, I think that's another kind of big mistake. And then, uh, and then just like not taking your easy days easy. Like that's so important. Like you have like the stress and rest cycle needs to be so important. Like that is the way you're going to get better. Um, if you recover, cause if you think about it, like when you're running or you're doing any sort of like intense physical activity, you're breaking down, right? You're not building back up. You're breaking down. So if you're constantly breaking down, like, how you expect to get stronger if you're broken. Um, So it's like you, you, you actually get fitter through rest, through sleep, through nutrition. So like those are going to make you a better runner, not actually running, resting. is going to make you better. So, yeah, that's a lot of
0: good information, Jennifer. And then my last question Mm -hmm. is what has, what has trail running has, what has trail running taught you so far?
1: Oh man. Um, I think it's taught me like the importance of like being humble. Um, the importance of, um, just like appreciating, I mean, health. Um, and I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm just like more grateful for because of it. And I like sometimes when I'm on a run and, and, in these beautiful places, I just, I just can't believe that I'm able to like do it and do this. And like, I'm just like, I don't know. I think it's taught me the importance of like what happiness is um, when you're doing the thing you love. Um, And I always say like running for me, it's more like spiritual almost. Um, It's a time for me to go out there and like feel me whether I'm really happy, whether I'm really really sad, whether I'm really angry, um, where I'm really excited. Like it's a time where I'm like, I, if I scream, if I like cry, like nobody's gonna judge me. Like the wind is not gonna like slap me or like make me feel bad about the fact that like, I'm angry, right? Or, um, so I think it's taught me the importance of like, loving yourself for like who you are at the moment. And where you at? Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool because I feel like I think all running in in general it's like very meditative for a lot of people. It's um, so a time to think, especially you know like running is not when you first started unless you're like one of those like in, insane athletic people. Like when you start running, like it doesn't feel great, but it's like you slowly strip off a little bit of that discomfort every time you go out for a run. And then you get to a point where you're like, this is also, this is what people say. Like the runner's high is, you know, you have those days that they're not, they're not like every day. Like I'm not telling you like the runner's high is like an everyday thing because it's not like, that is not realistic. Um, but when you do have those moments, you're like, Oh my God, I am me I am alive and this is awesome and I feel my own strength and I feel my own health and um that in itself is a gift right um so um yeah I think it's taught me gratitude just like and also like nature just doesn't care and that's cool too right um so yeah it's awesome
0: if it wants to rain, it'll rain. If it wants to challenge you, it'll exactly. challenge you. Right? Exactly. It's yeah, it's, seriously. The mountains are gonna be yeah. there. It's just it's just the journey or the story it wants you to explore. And then, um, is there anything else you want to share, Jennifer? Any
1: any news or anything like that? Any news? Um, well, I just moved to Missoula, um, so I'm no longer in Whitefish in the Flathead, um. I really miss my people, but I know this is, like, an exciting change for me. Um, and also, like, I have a great puppy, <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> yeah, So it feels good to be a dog mom. Oh. Um, but, yeah, besides that, like, man, just, like, have fun. Just have fun running for all you runners out there. Like, don't take it so seriously all the time. It's just, like, not good for, like, the longevity of it. Um, and... I just like wish more people knew that and realize that like it's a it's a time to celebrate it's not a time to just like feel you know down on yourself or like you know so well,
0: let say that well thank you so much jennifer for joining i know we went over time but i'm glad we got the podcast done today yeah i
1: know uh, i know I feel like <laughs> better than, than never, right
0: <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. my fingers
1: but yeah thank yeah. you to everyone
0: who joined us today and um i will be uploading the pod the full episode on apple spotify all the podcast platforms so if you came late or if you just got a little piece of it um you'll be able to listen to the whole episode there again thank you so much jennifer and, um, of course, and yeah. best of luck thank you. yeah oh thank you yeah right yeah. yeah. and at the world's um you have two big races yeah. in the fall but um, i know you're gonna crush it and can't wait to follow along thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks bye. for having me. Yeah. yeah
0: bye. 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 bye.